Before to start with this episode, I just wanted to remind you that Easy Medical Device do have its own shop now. So don't hesitate to go and to find some templates uh, related to the medical device regulation uh, or uh, also some coaching session that I'm offering. Okay, so let's start now with this episode. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Azuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today, uh, we are the, as the time we are recording, we are the 31st of January and it is Brexit. But uh, we will talk specifically about another one that maybe has uh, the same situation, which is Switzerland. Uh, and we will call it Swixit or not Swixit. And for that, I have with me Ronald Boumans. Uh, so Senior Consultant Regulatory Affairs at Emergo by UL. Uh, it will help us to understand what is the current situation with Switzerland uh, and specifically for the medical device industry because uh, we heard a lot of things and uh, Ronald will be, I think, a, a good help. He has made an article that was really interesting and uh, it's why I wanted to share his, um, his knowledge with you. So Ronald, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, for inviting me. No problem. Uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> so, Ronald, just uh, for the introduction of people, um, can you uh, can you just make an introduction of yourself and just explain who you are, what you are doing at Emergo by UL, uh, and then we can start with the Swixit or not Swixit. Yes, thank you. Um, well, I, I, I have a career in, uh, in medical devices and, and uh, legislation uh, uh, about it. I, I uh, have worked as an inspector for uh, uh, medical devices at the Dutch Healthcare Inspectorate. So I have some experience on the market surveillance side. And, um, and now I'm working as a consultant for Emergo, where I help manufacturers to, uh, to be compliant. and. Um, uh, and then that's uh, that's a uh, great fun to do. I, I really okay. like that. Emergo is a is an organization um, um, that has a, helps manufacturers, global manufacturers, uh, reach global markets uh, by helping them to to uh, meet the requirements for those markets. So we can we can help manufacturers go uh, all over the world uh, with the devices and. Uh, Within Europe, uh, the head office of America is in The Hague, and that's where I'm based. And um, I'm the MDR specialist within America. So great. So I think yeah, we have uh, a lot of discussion about MDR currently, and um, there is a lot of stress because of MDR. But now apparently there will be a bit more stress in Switzerland. Uh, so can you just explain to us what is the current context with the Swiss market or Switzerland between Switzerland and the European Union? Yeah, well, Switzerland is not a member of the European Union, but it uh, yeah. is bound with the European Union with uh, treaties and mutual re recognition agreements. So there is a, 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 a overarching treaty that sets out all these mutual recognition agreements. So the current directives are bound by a specific uh, agreement, MRA, 
and um, that needs to be replaced with a new MRA for the MDR. Um, the, um, however, there's a new treaty now um, for uh, to, to the discovering this um, this new mutual recognition agreement. Um, but a treaty is not signed yet. The problem there is there has been a referendum in Switzerland uh, regarding um, the, the, the broad lines in this uh, in this treaty, and that failed because of um, uh, the issue of, the Im of immigration. Um, yeah, I remember, so, I remember it was it was it was a vote where um, in Switzerland they were asking, uh, do you want to have some quota or something like uh, that uh, with uh, with the people coming to to Switzerland? And they said yes, apparently. Uh, so then it was more like not uh, <coughs> with I think the free movement of people uh, in Switzerland or this kind of thing. So this was I think the discussion that they had since many years now. And now, as there is this MDR situation, there is maybe maybe some blockage or some 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 problems. Yeah. So until this new treaty is signed, new uh, it's not possible to sign new uh, MRAs. Okay. And uh, regarding uh, shares, um, apparently there was last summer um, uh, something that had to be signed. It's not done, so they, it's d difficult to have. Um, uh, stock uh, uh, shares exchange between um, b between these uh, these these stock uh, things. What is it? Um, it's not my not my field of uh, not my field of expertise, obviously. But yes. um, so th that was not signed, and now it's the turn. next next one that's not being signed is the MDR, and that's that's an issue. That's a, a challenge. So the MDR is not signed, but the MDD was already on the current uh, agreement. So everything that was done before is on the agreement, but the MDR was not on the agreement. So it's why we have this situation now. Is it correct? Yes. Yes. So at the moment, the MDR starts, the date of application of the MDR, the MDD ends, and um, then there is no mutual recognition agreement um, covering that. That's basically the problem. What is what is then the the consequence? Is it is it kind of the Brexit that we are talking about now with with uh, with Great Britain or not? Uh, no, there are many different there are many differences. It's only the MDR that is affected. With Britain, it's everything that is affected. Um, so if you look at um, importation of goods. Um, and that's, I think that's a good example. If you look at importation of goods, you can do it on three levels. Logistic, so the physical importation for customs, so who's paying any duties or tax or whatever. And the MDR, who's taking responsibility for the quality, safety, and performance of the devices and, and the traceability of that. Those are three different uh, types of importation. In this case, uh, the Swiss case, only the MDR will be uh, uh, will be affected, so uh, goods can still move freely, but not uh, medical devices without spe specific um, measures, so that um, there is compliance to the MDR. So this is, uh, and the reason mainly that this is impacting only the MDR and medical devices is the fact that there is this new regulation that is coming, uh, yep. which was not on the agreement. But if there was another regulation. 
another new regulation within the European Union, it will affect also this industry if it happens, is it correct? Yeah, yes, yes. So that will be a problem that grows over time. Uh, so over the years, Switzerland will lose more and more of these MRAs with uh, the EU. So it will become a bigger problem for the Swiss uh, over time. And so <coughs> now, actually, the Switzerland is um, is still selling uh, devices. I mean, manufacturers in Switzerland are still selling devices to Europe um, by date of application. What is happening to those manufacturers that are uh, that are now in the Swiss market? Um, well, if you are um, a manufacturer in Switzerland, uh, from the MDR perspective, Switzerland becomes a third country. Okay. And that means that, um, and there are clear rules in the MDR for that. So you need an authorized representative, you need an importer based in the EU. Um, currently, they're not there, so you need to set that up. For um, non-European manufacturers relying on a Swiss authorized representative, they need to switch their authorized representative to someone who's based in the EU. For European manufacturers, uh, selling devices to Switzerland, the situation is very unclear. The, so far, the Swiss authorities have not communicated what they expect after their date. Um, and um, the, uh, 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 I have the feeling they are in a sort of state of denial uh, yeah. there, but I'm, I'm not sure. I spoke uh, a few months ago, I spoke with a representative of the Swiss government and I asked him about it, and he said, well, um, the current MRA is, all, is already covering Chapter 4 of the MDR, okay. so the rest will follow. That's, that's was his, that was his line of thinking, and I thought, well, Chapter 4, that's about notified body designation. It makes perfect sense to have notified body designation um, preempting the date of application of the MDR. So it is it, it makes perfect sense to cover that in the current MDR, because, MRA, because it is not yet applicable, right? Um, so that makes sense to have it covered there, but it doesn't mean that all the other chapters will and, and annexes will also be added to the same uh, MRA. Okay. That, so that's, that that's not the case. I, I'm not sure if if that has fully sunk in. I, I, I just don't know. I, I have asked questions and I don't get answers. That's um, yeah. That's a bit uh, uh, could create some uncertainty. So I I think it was uh, uh, Swiss Medtech who uh, raised awareness about this a few days ago, and I think they're absolutely right. It, it's an unclear situation. Um, yeah. So, 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 so yeah. So, uh, as you've said, Swiss Medics just sent a, a notification or, or an information. Uh, we received that saying that uh, the Swiss manufacturer should uh, uh, should make it like it's the, like the in the worst case situation means that uh, there will be no agreement for MDR. Uh, so they have to already organize themselves and, as Eric Volberg says, to create a scenario for that. Uh, regarding uh, the Swiss manufacturers that cannot sell anymore the products in Europe without an authorized representative and without uh, an importer. Um, so, as as we said, so this is the worst case. Does it mean that Swiss authorities and European Commission is doing something now to try to not arrive to that, or we think really there is no? Um, it's really a worst case, but it's most probably that something that will happen at date of application. 
Um, there are negotiations ongoing. So um, between the EU and the Swiss, they are talking uh, at several levels and also some informal levels, as I as I understand. So there's a lot happening. Um, but I think it is a matter of who's going to blink first, the, okay. the, the Swiss or the EU. Now, the EU has a problem. They have the UK. That's, they're, they're leaving. Um, and the UK wants to negotiate a future deal. And basically, the EU doesn't want to have a deal with the UK that is better than the current EU deal. Um, So it it should not be better to be outside the EU than inside, right? So they have to negotiate very tough there. And that toughness is also applied to Turkey and Switzerland now. Okay. So there is very little room to to maneuver for for the uh, European Commission to uh, in in the negotiations here. Um, either you're in or you're out. And for the Swiss, it means that well, if they don't sign this treaty, they cannot sign the MRA, and they will be out. And that's a, that's a problem. Um, so uh, yeah, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of discussion ongoing. Maybe we will see that the MDR is brought within the current MRA. So, indeed, the scenario is not only having Chapter 4 there for the notified bodies, but all the other chapters and annexes as well. Uh, maybe they find a way to get this general treaty signed. But maybe someone pulls a head out, a rabbit out of a hat and... Um, and, and we find some some other solution, uh, but uh, yeah, the most likely scenario, in my in my opinion, is that there will be um, uh, no uh, uh, the, from the MER perspective, Switzerland will become a third country, and then you need an authorized representative as a Swiss manufacturer. You need an authorized representative. You need an importer, and uh, and that needs to be reflected in your labeling. Yeah, uh, so you need to have this uh, EC rep logo with uh, the name of the uh, of the authorized representative, and the importer will have to place his label also on the products when he will receive the product. Um, so this is something that is will cost, I think, some money for all the manufacturers to first appoint an authorized representative to find an importer if they don't have already uh, to make those deals, those agreements, everything uh, to update their labels, uh, to change that, to issue the new products to be sold by date of application, etc., etc. So it's a lot of things that they have to do. Um, what I wanted to ask is, as in, in, let's take this scenario. So at date of application, there is still no MRA um, signed, uh, no agreement signed with the European Union. But maybe, let's say, a few months later, the agreement is signed. Yeah. What is happening then for those manufacturers again? Well, they have to change the labeling again. So, <laughs> it's, so from a worst-case scenario, it, it gets even worse, right? Okay. So, yeah, it, it is terrible. But first, you need to switch to... AR labeling, and then under the MDR, you cannot, as a European manufacturer, you cannot have an authorized representative so or an importer, so you must take them off. Um, so yeah, that, that's, a, that's a problem. Um, what I really hope is that we get some information of how close the, uh, they are uh, in, in, in reaching an agreement. So if there is, if they think, if it's optimistic, it will soon happen, then you may go to a solution where you just add a sticker with the authorized representative 
name uh, to your device. If it's somewhere on the label or near the label, that's fine. Uh, for the importer, uh, the name and address of the importer must be, and I'm citing Article 13, it must be on the device, on the packaging, or on a document accompanying the device. Um, and uh, uh, especially the last one is very interesting. Just add a, a document saying, I am the importer. And that's easy to, to get rid of if, if it's no longer needed. Um, there's a little issue there where you need to, that you need to take into account. Uh, if you have a, a pallet full of, uh, with a few hundred devices and one document accompanying the pallet, that's not what is in the legislation. Each device should have that document. Okay. So at the at the moment the device is put into service, someone must be able to identify the importer. That's basically the idea. So as long as you do that, um, yeah, you, you can do it. It's, it's in compliance with the legislation. That's, that's the, the, the easiest thing I can think of. Uh, and the, that's the easiest thing to remove if there is a quick fix uh, of the situation. But I, I don't know. I, it's that's in the future and and there's yeah particularly the future is difficult to predict yeah and um just for also for the swiss manufacturers um i think yeah as you as you mentioned they have to appoint this author as a representative they have to appoint this importer um one thing that is possible also is that if they have already an office uh in european union for example in france or belgium or mm -hmm. another country they can also appoint this office as their authorized representative, uh, but they need to have still this PRRC, the person responsible for regulatory compliance, at this place uh, to take care about the regulatory affairs. So the, the list starts to grow and grow and grow. Do you think it will be really a problem for them to do that, or um, this will be really a burden? Um, well, we, we have... Uh, several uh, clients now, Swiss manufacturers, and each they are um, uh, applying their own solutions. So we uh, we see many di many different solutions being used, and uh, so there is a, a lot of freedom to to make choices. It is correct what you say that uh, the authorized representative must have their own uh, person responsible for regulatory compliance (PRRC). Uh, if you uh, make use of uh, uh, an organization that is uh, working for multiple companies as the authorized representative, so they, they provide that as a service, uh, there will be a, a PRC uh, available. So it's easy to to presume they are compliant. Emergo Europe is uh, representing many manufacturers and we, we get uh, a lot of requests now. So that's... Um, we can help these uh, these manufacturers, and um, we're also providing them with a, 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 a what we call a delayed start. So you, we do everything, we prepare everything for this uh, situation, but we do not apply it yet. At the moment, it's necessary. We we can roll it out in uh, in a very short time, and then you, so you have certainty if. Uh, if, uh, especially if you, if well, we can expect that if it's uh, if this becomes rea uh, a reality, that many companies will suddenly need an AR, and then it uh, will be very busy. Okay. So, um, but, just um, yeah, you need you need to have an AR. Yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say yeah, one thing. Also, is uh, actually this is a situation for for them. They have to take it as a worst case scenario, but 
I want to ask, is it also possible for them to raise their voice and to just start to say to the Swiss authorities or to the European Commission, uh, let's stop this, um, this, as you said, what we said, the, the, the one that will blink first uh, game. Uh, so to say, hey, guys, we have a business here, so please uh, stop your stop your political things and sign this agreement so that we can continue to do business. Is this some, also an option for them? Um, in a way, yes. Uh, what they could do is to make clear how big the problem is. Nobody knows for sure how, how many devices are will be affected. Um, so you have... Um, if, if, if you look at a, at a hospital, current hospitals, modern hospitals, they are very complex care systems. And there's a lot of interdependently, uh, uh, in, interdependent relations between devices. So if you do a, a, a dialysis, you have many, many dozens of devices working together and only a few you can easily replace. For the rest, if you take out one, the whole system collapses. So if the Swiss... Uh, have this problem, it may have an effect on all European citizens because you, you see, we, we, we may have, uh, get to a situation where hospital care collapses. Um, and some politicians are not aware that it, you just cannot replace one device with another. For example, if you have, if you talk about orthopedic implants, you have whole systems of orthopedic implants it is just not possible to replace them um, in a few days' time. So uh, there's a way to put some pressure on it. And um, that will also work the other way around for the Swiss authorities. Um, at the moment, the MRA ends and the MDR comes into power. The Swiss authorities will be cut out of the uh, market surveillance uh, cooperation between member states, vigilance reporting between member states, um, they will not have access to all the data about devices that are being imported in the EU. Um, and uh, so it will be very difficult for them to know what devices are coming into the market if these devices are compliant. They're taking a huge risk. Um, as I said, customs and logistics are not affected. So these devices can still travel free. And... Um, if there is a CE mark on it, yeah, they can presume it is CE marked, it is safe, but actually the CE mark doesn't mean anything in Switzerland because it's not covered by the MDR. Yeah. So they're running a big risk and um, I, I wouldn't like to be in their position to have to explain that uh, counterfeit or um, very unreliable devices entered the market and damaged uh, the health of patients. I, I wouldn't be. I would like to be in their position. So industry can do a lot. They have to educate politicians about the risks, and uh, get them into one room to and speak and and solve the problem. Um, and that's that's what industry can do. And uh, maybe for people that are listening to us, just to understand also, uh, Switzerland has also. Um, a lot, lot, lot of uh, medical device manufacturers, same as pharmaceutical uh, companies also. Uh, there is really a lot of manufacturers that are selling all over the world. And as you are mentioning, for example, uh, when you are doing orthopedics, you are selling the instruments that goes uh, with, uh, with, uh, to the surgery for doing this, um, this, uh, this, uh, this operation. <laughs> 
but you are also selling the implants. Uh, I, 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 I compare it to a printer. You are selling the printer, but you have them to sell the cartridges. Uh, and if you cannot sell the, the implants anymore because uh, they are not on the, on the market or you have to be uh, put more effort to do that, uh, it can be, as, as you mentioned, affecting also the European, uh, European Union. But um, as you mentioned, uh, manufacturers can raise their voices, can educate uh, the politicians uh, to try to avoid this. Um, so yeah, I think I think this is uh, this is mainly the, the information that uh, that that we can we can tell to them. Um, is there something else that Emergo is doing actually also to help or to support the manufacturers in Switzerland or even outside Switzerland? Well, as you can, as you may have noticed, I have some contacts in with the authorities in Switzerland and in in uh, the EU, and I try to to communicate there. Uh, that's that's what I try to do, um, using my position as a sort of neutral consultant. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm using that also to create information about the situation, so I write blogs on, on that. And they, these are published on our website. You can get, if you go to the website, imergobyul.com, you can um, get a subscription to our newsletter. And you can even subscribe to RAMS, Regulatory Affairs Management Suite. For now, it's for free, but later it will be, become a, a paid service. But for now, you can try it out for free. Um, and there you can find a lot of information that helps you to access global markets. Um, and it will also uh, be your source of information if anything ha uh, develops regarding the Swiss uh, uh, situation. Yeah. So that's, that's something. So we help industry, we educate industry, uh, and and that that's 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 all we can do. Exactly. And of course, if you, yeah, of course, and if if you want to do a project, uh, we can do that. If you want to understand the exact labeling requirements, uh, uh, set up your own office or have us do it, uh, act as your uh, authorized representative, we can do that. But it's. Um, uh, yeah, of course. But there are other companies also doing that, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as I said, the, the fact to find a partner that is educating, it's what I'm trying to do also with Easy Medical Device to try yeah. to educate people. Uh, so it's a, it's a great, a great, a great deal here. Um, okay, so uh, Ronald, I think we covered all what we wanted to say about uh, the Swiss market. I hope this helped really the Swiss manufacturers to understand the situation, uh, to for them to know exactly what to do. Uh, and also for the authorities to start to think about uh, the consequences if this can if this happens, um, you can make uh, some manufacturers not really happy. Um, so I think yeah, this is really uh, helping a lot. Anyway, I will put on the on the show notes uh, the link to your article so that you can uh, people can go also and read it. Uh, also the link to uh, to to the information that you just mentioned uh, so that people can can go and and, and check that. Okay, so Ronald, uh, do you have something else for the audience? Um, well, <clears throat> today is the 31st of January, Brexit Day. So I wish everybody a merry Brexit. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you for that. So we'll see how it happens for them. Uh, there will be this transition period between, until end of, uh, of the year. I will try to have another episode about that and try to, to have somebody also explaining the, the Brexit to us. Okay, so Ronald, thank you for your help. Thank you for all the information provided and I wish you a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.